Welcome to Risky Thoughts with Rob and Roy. I'm Rob. And I'm Roy. So welcome back, everybody. Hopefully everybody's enjoying their holiday break. I'm off until the new year. I hope people out there can uh, share that sentiment. It's nice to have uh, a break from our everyday activities at work. And, uh, yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Yep, and uh, Merry Christmas from me as well. Um, it was a bit of a different Christmas this year. Like, you know, there's people coming to your doorsteps and, you know, you're, you're not coming inside into the nice warm house with the, you know, kind of glowing tree and, you know, the nice warm food. Um, it's definitely very different this year. And, uh, yeah, like, of course, you know, when I look through my kind of Facebook, too, I'm kind of like looking at pictures of, hey, you guys shouldn't be like together right now. And I work in long term care. Right. So, um, yeah, you're front, frontline workers, what you'd be called frontline worker. And it's, uh, obviously, I'm not going to disclose where I work because you'd be, you'd be, you'd find it on the internet pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like it is a really serious thing where I think some people were kind of foregoing, uh, the rules and stuff. And I'm not judging. Like, I'm just saying, like, uh, you got to take responsibility and you have to try your best not to, like, congregate. It, but it's so weird because we're humans and like I'm preaching like, well, we got to be the animal and like you know, all that yeah, stuff. Like human exactly. Well, yeah. it, it, this is like a very conspiratorial topic. Like, there's 100%. a lot that can be said about COVID and whether or not, you know, the means and methods that the governments are taking to sort of manage this outbreak. Yeah. You know, are they reasonable? Is everybody using like actual true, you know, science to make their judgment calls or politics playing an influencing factor in it. Yeah. Very interesting enough. Like, uh, I just kind of met Rob and, you know, um, you know, we obviously have the pro proper protocols. Like I helped design Spatial some of them. Separation. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, um, and, uh, you know, he saw me without a jacket today and, you know, I, you know, I do something called the Wim Hof method, right? And I do suggest people look into it, right? But it's something that's like on the fringe of science. Like there are some studies done, but, you know, how do we even validate studies? How do we validate knowledge in general? Like it's such a, you know, we got into a bit of a conversation there and uh, maybe you can fill in some of the kind of essence of this. Yeah, well, it's here. funny because you... you, you... <laughs> You told me about it. You, yeah. First of all, you came out of your car in like minus seven weather wearing yeah. nothing but like a short sleeve shirt. And I've been doing this for like a good solid week, you know, yeah. cold showers. And I've been doing this for actually every winter for the last five years. So like I've acclimated to it. But yeah, anyways, everybody's gotten used to the cycle. It's yeah. gotten used to the cycle. Yeah. So it, it, it caught me off guard because I'm like, usually you're the guy that gets cold first. Like you're wearing a sweater and you're bundled yeah. up and you start shivering. You're like, can we go back in the car? Yeah. And then today I see you wearing like a short sleeve shirt outside and it's minus seven. Yeah. I'm thinking like, what the hell is this guy doing? Yeah, I think uh, I'm crazy. It is interesting though. Like the science behind it is still sort of new. Yeah. Um, and I questioned you on it because oh, 100%. A, that's what I do. And right. B is like, you know, I'm still skeptical about this, right? Like yeah. you explained to me that the way that you told me the, the, the story of it and like the, the sort of the research that you've done, it really did sound kind of cult like, like, oh, yeah, you know, but yeah. my leader said to do this. And like, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I was like, yeah, right, but like, Wim Hof said, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll be talking shit about Wim Hof right now. <laughs> no, all, all, all kidding aside, like, I, I think it is great that you're trying this yeah. new thing. And yeah. I know the Wim Hof method to some degree yes. is about exposing your body to the extremes and to the uncomfortable parts of, you know, or putting your, 
body into uncomfortable conditions. Right. And I mean, you know more about the science than I do in terms of what it does for you. So if you want to go ahead and elaborate on that, I mean, I know this isn't really the point of tonight's topic, but it yeah. is interesting to sort of segue us into the idea of cycles. So yeah, cycles and just I, I feel like maybe even we should talk about like how do you discern information Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. how do we discern information so maybe um and kind of put it out there so that other people can modulate their uh method of how they intake information right and Mm -hmm. what's right what's wrong the reality here is like there's an intuitive explanation let's just use wim hof for the example right and it's um you know we evolved for millions of years Right and well, if that's your belief system, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, for sure. Let's just like let's just go with some science here, like sure. we kind of have to, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, for a long portion of time, like there, we didn't have clothes and shit. Like you know, you, you take a look at, uh, you know, animals, for example. I'm always preaching like you gotta be an animal. By the way, guys, like I'm, I'm talking about like. I'm not saying be a literal animal, okay? Okay, like I'm just saying we are animals, right? So yeah. we are, we have to have compassion for ourselves and that animal part of ourselves that does these things that are kind of chaotic and yeah. random and weird. You always say, right, be mindful. Be mindful of yeah. the fact of that. That we're not just like this higher human and we're living in technologies. No, we, we're... We're still animals. We're just animals, Yeah. right? And so too, are those animals not wearing any clothes, right? So this kind of... The Wim Hof is an idea where we submit ourselves to like harsh environments so that we gain some sort of endurance. That's essentially the extent of it here. Now, there's some science out there saying that, you know, they injected a couple of people, like a, like a, a study's worth of people with an endotoxin. An endotoxin is like bits and pieces of a virus, yeah. right? And if you, even if you get the bits and pieces, you still fall sick because falling sick is essentially um your body's reaction to okay. something unknown it doesn't mean it's already made you sick it's like no no, no. You, your body has to heat up and start to like increase the temperature whatever those mechanisms that help you fend off viruses and such right so um and it's like a breathing technique and it's a compilation of like kind of different like practices that you do preemptively before you go out into the cold and you know, there's I there's logic because he ran like a marathon. Um, I believe it was somewhere in Africa in super high heat and low altitudes, right? And he also did the ice bath, like he submerged himself in ice for I think it was like 15 minutes or something like that. Like we're talking sub-zero temperatures, and all he and he he was able to survive those things, right? So people thought he was like a miracle, like Superman, was some type of, some type of like human with like genetic code that's different from all of ours but then he started teaching people and then people started going out and doing skinny dipping and you know in these nordic countries like definitely there's a culture of these either a sauna or extreme kind of cold right Mm -hmm. and you know then leveraging it back to the joe rogan the michaela petersons they had him on and they're looking at it and they're talking and they're furthering this kind of belief into this system but the reality here is that we don't know if it's right or wrong yeah, right. we don't know if this information is right or wrong. We kind of just have to take a leap of faith, and that's a good kind of segue into trying to determine where you guys and where us are taking these leaps of faith. You know, yeah. Where do you get? What's your source? What's like? What What is your source at all times? Right? Like, what is your source? I think the source is very critical. 
but I think it's 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 still not the principal idea here. It's like, what's your method? Yeah. How do you critically yeah. analyze the information that you're being that you are digesting? Yeah. Right. Like, what is the mechanism that you use to digest that information? Yeah. So, just to take a quick step back, very quickly, just to give some kudos to Michaela Peterson, who did a great interview with him. Um, for anyone who's interested in the Wim Hof method and what it is all about, watch the interview with Michaela Peterson because they do a magnificent job of explaining his process and sort of unpacking the logic behind why he started doing yeah. it, how he got through it, and like, yeah. you know, what they consider to be like miraculous yeah. feats that he was accomplishing yeah. and sort of his take on it. There's definitely like a, a spirituality to his whole description. Yeah, so oh. take it with a grain of salt. Like, I mean, you don't have to necessarily listen and believe in everything that he says. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's a good place to get sort of an understanding of what this is all yeah. about. The reality is that this human swims in the Arctic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, and that, that was a very a seductive idea for myself who's always trying to, like, seek more discomfort in his life, right? And, uh, right. but anyways, getting back to this idea, it's just, for me particularly, just to kind of diffuse uh, any kind of notions that I'm like a crazy man, right? Um, it's like, there is like a, a strategy here. It's like, number one, I'm testing it with myself. Right. And I'm using my own feeling judgment to see, are these things very dangerous? So I've been doing it for the last five years and I've been going out into the cold and I don't come back sick. Right. So this is very contrary to what we've been told. Right. Okay. So, so from yeah. a technical perspective and a technical analysis of the discussion at, at hand here, which yeah. is understanding and interpreting and digesting yeah. information, one of the mechanisms that you use to vet yes. information is first-hand empirical evidence. Yes. Now, that's obviously, I would say, not step one. Yeah. Because obviously, you, right. before you put it upon yourself physically, you're yeah. obviously doing something before that to ensure that you're not going to die by trying it. Yeah. So what is the process that you go through, per, you know, specifically Roy? What does Roy do when he learns something? And, and if he wants to embrace that knowledge, how do you go ahead and digest the information that comes your way? So I always try to like, I guess the first thing would be would, is it has to have like an intuitive first principles kind of um, explanation, mm -hmm. right? So things like first principles, like, you know, and I'm obviously taking a leap of faith in science to say that this, this planet, we've been here for like, what, 4 billion years, right? So, and we the are, been, yeah. we're, you know, I'm, I'm adhering to evolutionary biology and things like that. And the fact is like, there were no clothes, right? There were no clothes for a long time and we kind of adapted to wear clothes, but there's probably this transitionary kind of phase where, you know, and I'm trying to like also piece it together. So I'm, I'm using, it's weird. There's an imagination definitely associated with it, right? Right. That's, so, okay. That's where I get a little bit cautious now. Let me sort yeah. of like, let's do this together because yeah. I'm pretty good at the technical, yeah. you know, presentation of things. Absolutely. So I think step one for anybody yeah. is setting the framework for their own belief system, yeah. right? Like those assumptions that you refer to, yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm working on the pretense that what I've been told from a biological evolutionary standpoint is true. Yes. Right, so this is the, this is a step that I believe is unconscious. I think yeah. most of us yeah. don't think about what our framework is. Yes. We just we we have a belief structure, right? And it's fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a it's a it should never be fixed, right. but there have to be components that are fixed because you you need a foundation for a building to sit on, right? Yeah. So I think that there are these fundamentals to which you subscribe, absolutely. And then from that point, you essentially are comparing what you're hearing to the pillars of that 
belief structure, mm-hmm. right? And if it aligns and it makes logical sense, yeah. if there's some coherence to your belief structure, yeah. that's step one in terms of accept that. Once that phase has been accepted, what is the next step that you take? Okay, so the next step is... Okay, so the first step would be that kind of leveraging my preconceived knowledge and correct understanding of the world right of how things work right so that's like the first principles to some degree right yes uh the next step is i need to see some like evidence evidence is so critical right so it's like and where are you going to really see evidence you're going to see it in scientific studies but at the same time i and this is a problem with a lot of people and myself it's like we'll take anecdotal evidence right which is very very dangerous just because you know somebody had like here's another one salt right you know like, there's an idea that like they've been telling us not to be eating salt and things like that and actually it's very important it's just like there's a subset of humans that have a very adverse reaction to salt and that's people with high blood pressure right but it's eliminated for all of us so we're all thinking this notion of salt is bad anyways i try to remove those things right Mm -hmm. and look at the science right so there's only two or three studies on this wim hof right and this is where i stopped you in the car when we were going to get our coffees right i said to you like i said roy what makes you like believe it you're like oh i have this doctor that i always listen to yeah so you're referencing it's a call call to authority it's a call which is is not a good thing however i will further explain your position on it yeah the reasoning behind you calling to this particular authority yes is because you have a particular belief in this doctor yes as he has provided evidence so that you can have a faith in him that will sort of reassure you that what he says has truth right and it's okay he's a doctor right number one and he's a practicing doctor and like he is pulling up the studies real time right so it's like uh, it's closer than some guy like Wim Hof saying, oh, yeah, it's cold, it's cold and then you get these things called, like, you know, it, it gets into your endocrine system. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Like, you know what you, I mean? There's like, no that, value in That's what not he's value. Saying. You just sound like you know what you're talking about, right? So, once again, even the d- selecting people to listen to, like, we listen to Jordan Peterson, right? Because he's he's articulate and he has shown things to be correct and the ultimate scientific explanation scientific he embodies like a scientific model 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 that's based on the scientific method so it's like you know if there's one piece of evidence contrary the theory throw them out you know what i mean so so too is like there's a lot of these doctors or these self-help people online telling you some certain things right and it's just well it, it you have to be able to like kind of like choose which ones to listen to, right? So like I can just say that, you know, this guy that I listen to online, like he follows the method the closest I can possibly. I can't go back to university and become a doctor and spend another 10 years like looking at this data. I can't do it, right? right? But, you know, I mean, I that's where I have to actually put faith into someone and someone else's kind of cognitive ability so i, I want to do a spin-off at some point later in this conversation i'm going to come back to the point that you just made right yes there okay about putting faith into a scientist you're right you know and that is founded in still some sort of empirical or historical data because yeah. you're still going off of a mentality that 
I have spent the time to vet some of the things that he has said. Yeah. Right down to mechanically doing the first principles yourself, right? Like yeah. doing the hard research yeah. and the hard math to, to show the evidence works. Yeah. yeah. At which point you can then say, okay, well, he's made a statement that has been verified by myself yeah. as true. Yeah. Therefore, there's a higher probability that what he says is going to continue to be true. Right. And, and that's okay. That's a good that's a good method, right? Because yeah. you don't you're right, you don't have time. If you if you had to try to verify everything yeah. you ever heard from anybody, from any source, you'd have to sit there. You'd be there forever. You yeah. you would die an old man never learning anything because oh, you'd 100%. spend so much time trying to verify yeah. it all. Yeah. But it's why the, it's the same reason I don't like, um, you know, there's people who will just discount the flat earthers, right? Or these conspiracy theorists, right? And the problem with that is that um, you, the people trying to just go against these views and these arguments and these kind of perspectives uh it they're doing it in my opinion in the wrong way like you know what i mean they're it's just like you know if i ask anyone right now like prove to me the earth's round like seriously like show me the calculation I guarantee you, everyone here won't be able to do it. So, where is that coming from? Well, that's not true. Why would everyone here? Uh, well, I'm just, well, you know, I'm, but the okay. large majority of yeah. the people out there cannot provide you the mathematical proof. Okay, well, Agreed. even when I say prove, I'm saying like a scientific proof, which is actually a lot more difficult than just finding more. You know, it, it, it's, it's 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 almost paralyzing. Like the, the fact that if you think about it, think about it, like the Earth is round. Right. Like, so where would you start? Like, just as just briefly. Well, well one thing that, OK, I don't this is way off. I know. I, know. I really want to get off this topic, <laughs> okay, because, yeah. but we'll come back. We'll, uh, number one, the horizon and using the horizon, because it's a very simple math. We have the diameter of the Earth. We know what the uh, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. I really don't want to go down. This yeah. Right. But do you, do you see what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not so much. I want you to prove it. It's just that, like, the fact that even you're like. Oh, this is going to take like a long time. Well, right? it wouldn't take a long time, but it's just not the essence of our conversation. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. So, but but I understand yeah. what you're getting at yeah. is like, yes, at the end of the day, we all use this idea to see. This is a good point where I want to just kind of take a couple steps back here. What yeah. you said next was that when I sort of made the reference to call to authority, etc. Right. The step that comes after your like checking the first principles against your you know your foundational. Uh, belief structure yeah. the next step is looking for a source that is val- like vetted right? right like you can look at the source yeah. with confidence that the right. information you are getting is appropriate or yeah. is true to yeah. the best of your knowledge um so that that's step two in roy's process now where do you go once you understand and 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 establish confidence in the source that you're getting the information from what do you do next to 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 sort of like confirm and, and finalize your belief in the system and or in the information that you're getting so the next thing is like very similar to vaccines or anything. You run an experiment. Right. And, and so you're doing that on yourself. Right. And granted, it has to check mark the boxes where it's like, this is not going to hurt me. Right. right. You know, and it could be psychologically hurt me or even physically hurt me. Right. So um, amongst these sources, like you, they're like, okay, this thing is okay. You can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Go, out into, go, go into the call. He falls sick. Don't do it anymore. Right, like the the cost and the consequence is not um, high enough for me to even second guess that. So it, it moves to the next point where I experiment on myself, and then I have to, okay, do I feel good? You know what I mean? No. Well, that's I, 
I mean, well, you're just checking the qualitative results of your. I'm checking exactly of your, of your of your research. Both uh, the qualitative and quantitative. So quantitative is like me writing it down and tracking my mood, tracking my endurance. How much can I run? Mm-hmm. And then trying to run that same what we learned in engineering, like a some sort of statistical kind of analysis. Obviously, we don't run that. You don't have time to run that. Not everyone has time to run that. But with technology out there, it's, it's getting a lot easier to track track these things. Yeah, the right? performance your of your Fitbit, body, etc. That's yeah. it, right? So, so okay. And I think that's a pretty conclusive statement now to yeah. say that you've confirmed the information that you've been told. You have done these three steps to yeah. get you to sort of like, like the finish line. Well, there's a fourth one. Okay, so let's see the fourth one. So the fourth one is going back and trying your hardest, your hardest to find out if you're wrong or not. Right. right. So you know what I mean? Find um, the flaw in the belief. Find the flaw in the belief. You need to be able to, you know... To prove e equals mc squared, they're still proving it today. Do you, uh, you know, like we 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 saw the mathematical like kind of uh, derivation Einstein did, but even to the till this day, we're trying to do things like neutron neutrinos, right? We're, we're building big things to see if this neutrino portion of his theory was right. So, you know, you never find out if you're right or wrong, right? You're actually something so solid that a lot of the technology and weapons and everything of our understanding of the universe like the e equals mc square is still being trying we're tr- still trying to see if it's wrong we want so there there the scientific is method there is an actual procedure for this mm-hmm. and there is a point in time where science and the scientific community do draw a line saying you've reached a threshold now where we've tried enough yeah. to prove it wrong that we couldn't yeah and we're so far out from the center of the chart of the, of this like basically if we do prove it wrong at this point it is going to fall under the very small small percentage that doesn't discount the truth behind right. the actual statement right so i'm doing a very poor job of explaining this but essentially you're you're right it is an undefined amount of time that you could try to poke holes in a theory yeah but there is actually a point in time to which science says okay we have tried and we are well beyond what is considered to be true yeah. And then it's verified by scientific community in that sense, and it is published as a an actual theory. Because nothing, yeah, there's yeah. nothing anymore that yeah. we haven't come across any new laws since like the original days, right? But um, anyway, we're getting way too technical on this. I just want to stop for a quick second again and pull back, just go right back to what I wanted to say a moment ago. So now you've sort of established four different steps for Roy. Mm-hmm. And I think that those four steps are a reasonable process for everybody to follow when they're digesting information. And I'll make this more applicable to the average person because everything that we've talked about so far is probably very unrelatable for most people listening. Like it's not something that everyone is into. Um, but before I go and do that, what I want to say first is I think where a major failure happens with most people in society, and I shouldn't speak for most people, say some number of people in society, let's just say, I think a lot of people get past step one mm-hmm. and that's it. It's true. Like, they don't do steps two, three, and four, right? So, like, oh, yeah, that sounds kind of right. I believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that. that's what happens. A lot of the time, it's like, you know, and this is how you can get someone who's, like, a flat earther to just buy into it, mm-hmm. right? They know, and I, I, this is interesting that we're going to now get into the Dunning-Kruger effect just yes. very briefly here. Yeah. But for anybody who doesn't know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is, it's basically a study that proved that there's actually a very strange relationship between a person's confidence in a given topic versus the amount they actually know about the topic. So there's this phenomena that occurs that when you start learning about something, so for example, if you don't know anything about thermodynamics, 
and you do a little bit of research on thermodynamics and you get this little taste of the information that's out there and you kind of understand the very, very fundamentals, your confidence level and your understanding of what you think is thermodynamics goes through the roof. It actually hits all-time highs. Right. But you really don't know anything. Like, you know very little in comparison to an expert in the field. Yeah. And there's this very strange phenomenon that occurs with all with almost all people. When they get that first taste, they think that they know everything and they have a very high confidence level. And then as they learn a little bit more about the topic, the more they expose themselves to the actual topic, the more they realize there's so much they don't know. Yeah. And so their confidence diminishes. And then as they get to a point of being an expert in the field, their, their confidence level climbs again. Yeah. So you get this weird looking shape. That gets plotted onto a graph of basically y-axis being right. confidence, x-axis being knowledge in a field. Uh, yeah, and when you're lower on that graph, and this is where I kind of want to segue it too, because this is what's kind of really on my mind. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm going to have to take the vaccine, like, you know, at some point. I'm going to have to probably be one of the first ones to take the vaccine, right? Yeah, and, as a frontline worker, you're going to be recommended to do so, if not forced to do so. Oh, 100%, right? And like, you know, there's definitely a lot of education out there saying that, like, you know, the odds are low that anything bad can happen, but like... You know, what is my responsibility as a human being to allow to be kind of like injected with something that I don't fully understand? Mm-hmm. Right. So um, and this is where these are the, I, I do want to get a resolution. I think that I think that's good. Like in, in terms of trying to find out about things and if you things that you care about, it's a good process to follow. Right. All those kind of four steps. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect, uh, we're seeing it at play right now when people are just kind of on the um on Instagram or whatever. Well, you social call it. media has far exaggerated oh, the impact of the Dunning-Kruger effect because yeah. everyone thinks that they know everything because yeah. they see a little post on Instagram that tells them an interesting fact. Yeah. And they maybe spend a day, maybe even a couple of days researching yeah. a topic and all of a sudden they think that they're experts in the field. Right. And this is why, like, the age of conspiracy theorists is like, it's now, right? Yeah. Like, the, the, there's always been conspiracy theorists, but there's far more of them today. Yeah. And they think that they know everything there is to know. They are literally a perfect example of Dunning-Kruger effect. And the funny thing is they don't actually, they're not willing to do more research. They're willing to learn just enough so they feel confident and then they just continually reinforce the facts that they've already learned and they actually don't dive any deeper to get a full understanding of what they're preaching. Like, I know there's a handful of people that I can go and, and speak about right now I won't speak names. I won't even give any specifics. But there's an individual that I have on my friends list on fa- friends group on fa- or friends list on Facebook, who's like he's like an adamant Facebooker who just like consistently, oh you're a bunch of sheep, blah blah, blah about everything. Like you know the most obviously common topic nowadays is COVID. Oh you you mask wearing sheep. Like what's wrong with you people? Okay you know fine. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're not right. This is not really a well-researched domain yet, so I can't speak to whether or not the scientific community is correct or whether this conspiracy theorist is correct, but I have a lot of backup evidence that happens before COVID even existed where we would be like, oh yeah, the 9-11 buildings, they came down on their own, sure, that wasn't, that wasn't, like, you know, oh, we landed on the moon, like, all of the conspiracy theories you could possibly believe of, or possibly think of, this guy believes, he believes it so firmly, and he, like, constantly ridicules people on Facebook who, who believe the scientific community, right? There's another guy that I know in a more, uh, in a different setting, not through social media, who's like recently having an argument with me about how the 9-11 towers, like World Trade Center, World Trade Center building number seven. Like he's just like, no, there's no way it could have collapsed without like, you know, uh, um, selective demolition happening. And I'm like, well, how do you know this? Like, what's your background? Let me ask you, what do you, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a real estate agent. Oh, okay. 
So do you know anything about science? Do you know anything about physics? Do you know any? Have you taken <coughs> a fundamental math course to at least give me some reasonable explanation as to how you can prove to me that it's impossible that the building collapsed the way that it did? Well, I don't need to. Like, it's just to think about, think about the, the motives behind it. Like, that's great. And this is what I'm getting. I want to tell this because I want to reinforce the point that I just made of, like, everybody wants to do step one, right? Like, let me take this idea. Let me run it against the first principles or the, the belief structure that I've, I've founded myself on. Oh, it's in conformance with that? Okay, great. Let's let's hammer down right. the point. I believe it fully. I'm not even going to do steps two, three, or four because it's irrelevant. Yeah. Well, no, it's very relevant. And this is the problem with, t- with today's technology and having everybody have access to this information out there. Everyone thinks they're an expert in every field. And I'm like, look, if, if I were to take it out of context, if I were to have tried to prove to him of a belief system, like let's say I made a belief, like if I were to propose an idea to him that was so absurdly impossible... You know, and I said, but yeah, no, you got to believe it, man. Like, think about the motives behind it. He's going to be like, you're crazy. And I'm going to say, well, why am I crazy? He's going to say, well, that doesn't even make any sense. Well, and I'm going to say, well, but that's what you sound like. When you try to tell me about, like, the physics of a building collapsing, you're a real estate agent that doesn't have any background in the the physical world, like, in terms of uh, proving science, like, mathematically, you know, like, how the physics works. How could you possibly make a statement such as this, right? Like, it's it's mind-blowing. And so, A, I wanted to just point out pure Dunning-Kruger effect happening there. And, okay, so that one also gets compounded by, like, social media because the way the algorithms work and even just how our own when we try to market stuff like just me clicking filling out okay who do we want to send this to yeah you're pulling so the masses for sure exactly so we're, we're we're sending it to people who are already digesting that information so anything contrary like they're not looking for that you know mm-hmm. naturally and this becomes a psychological thing too it's just like you don't want to be wrong and you, the more information that you get the more you start to think that you're right about um, this particular topic or whatever particular topic you're, you're, you're looking at, right? Right. And so my question for you then, Roy, is because we're actually coming to a point now where I have thoughts running through my head, questions I want to get answered here. Yeah. How do you deal with somebody who's not willing to go past step one of the Roy method, let's call it for now? But I think there's yeah. a, even if you're not going to follow Roy's method specifically, I'm sure yeah. there's some equivalent method that would be something of that nature where you do more than just hear what they have Absolutely. to say so th- this is where it kind of like i just want to interject through here it's like it goes back to some of our our last some of the content we've been building here right so number one um you know i put a lesser value on my acceptance by society mm-hmm. right so the only reason why i'm going to agree or disagree or even combat somebody in society is if i really value it so much like that external validation so right off the bat someone who tells me i'm wrong about something i'm doing um i have to first listen to them i i will always listen to what they're saying right and you know i'm just going back to myself and the fact that i'm getting the results that i desire uh from this process then there's nothing wrong there's nothing to fix it there's nothing you know as long as you're getting the results that you're you want from whatever belief system that you have, um, you just eliminate like people I, I, in a sense that like they're okay. Well, particularly to those type of people, I just won't necessarily engage them on it um, if it's an actual debate. But I also do believe that what everyone is saying 
there's something right about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And essentially, uh, because one of my closest friends is a, a conspiracy theorist and he's been able to pick these ones out. Like, um, uh, for example, like the pedophilia in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. My friend was talking about that 15 years ago and everybody thought it was a nutcase. And we're all like, yo, bro, like, you, you know, you're hilarious, but like, it's here. You, you know, and it, it, sure. See what happened. Look what happened. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, there's something still like, I have to even say there's still something right about what they're, what they're in and that story that they've created. Um, as long as the story is like somewhat functional, I think it's important, but, for these people, they're a little bit more neurotic, more, you know, all these type of things. There's, there's like the human factor of it too. Sometimes it's just like, you just let the argument roll and uh, you know what I mean? Even if you talk about, okay, for example, I know we're getting off topic here, but uh, it's very important because when you hear these people, naturally people are like, no, no, they want to start combating. It's like, I have a friend who kind of lost his shit, right? Like in his mind. Right. And, uh, he had like a little bit of a schizo type of thing. Right. And, He's talking about, yo, there's like God's coming down and he's and he's going to fight the devil and stuff like that. And like essentially what he's alluding to is like good versus e- evil. He's right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't see he's right there if I didn't really take the time to really understand what he's talking about there. So yeah. you're saying something very interesting right now yeah. because Carl Jung did this too. It really depends. The question I asked before yeah. about how do you how do you dis- how do you have a discussion? How do you um how do you get these people, when I say these people, it sounds very condescending, but how do you get people to do steps two, three, and four? And the truth is, does it really matter? Because at the end of the day, if they're saying something they believe to be true, you're right. There is always actual truth behind it. Yeah. It's a the only way you're going to see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only way you're really going to see the truth that they're telling you yeah. is to put yourself in, in their shoes and look at the world through their lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I mean... The only time where I think that there's actual value in really trying to be constructive and help somebody perhaps not see things a certain way is when it could be harmful to them. Oh, right? see, and this is what I mean. I think that literally the now we've kind of hit the urge of what this conversation is about. It's like trying to get people to just see the truth. Right. And it's just like, guys, don't don't do that. Right. And you have to learn it. From yourself that's a problem with uh that's a problem with the actual individual trying to force their ideas onto someone else and try to convince them it's just like these people have certain ideas and that's their belief system and you interfering with that can lead lead to catastrophic results and i can tell you this 100 percent being around so much like mental illness to some degree. I'm not saying that conspiracy theories are uh, theories are mentally Ill, Ill. Yeah. But even if you did it for a person like me, right? So I try to keep myself very grounded, try to keep myself very rational, open to everything. And when I get my pillars of my view structure and my perspective demolished, it's an ugly sight. But that's me. And I know myself and I know I, I seek that because I kind of, that's my journey and that's what I find as an interesting hobby per mm-hmm. se. But some of these people rely on these type of things. Like telling someone that God does not exist is, uh, I know the fact that there's mentally ill people out there that believe in God and they're not going to go out there and kill people because of their belief in God. Okay, so do you guys want to, bur- and then let me ask you guys, do you guys want to burst that guy's bubble? Right. Yeah. And look what the consequences. Look can what the be, consequences right? can be. Right. And that's in that's someone who's just not 
able. So you don't know how someone's able to understand that belief in their view is like that's sacred to them and that's sacred for me to even you know unless if it's like ours like me and rob are continually trying to break our ourselves and build ourselves up again that that's different you know that's why it's so important to find the right people to talk to and stuff like that so to sort of tie this back to the origin of the conversation which was how do you know where to trust information where it comes from etc uh, like how do, what what does the process look like to digest information that is coming incoming to you? Um, what I what I really want to sort of understand. We're kind of running out of time here, so we'll keep it very brief. But when you're being told something through uh, an online source, for example, or you're hearing it through the media, or maybe you're hearing it from a friend, or you're hearing it from a family member. Um, the process really should never change. Doesn't matter what the source of the information is, mm-hmm. there should always be some critical thinking that happens to sort of digest the information. Yeah. But in the context to which you just described, right? If you are founding your moral principles on the idea that God exists, for example, if someone comes up to you and says to you, God doesn't exist, mm. and you go through the motions of doing this process of step one, two, three, four, whatever there is a possibility of becoming unhinged through that process. Yeah, absolutely. So it is it is dangerous, you know, it is risky to yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, but I think if you do this from an early age, from the onset, you know, it's far less risky as you get older, right? Because you're constantly allowing yourself to be dynamic in your belief structure, right? right? And that gives you sort of some more, it, makes you keep, it keeps you more malleable. Children are very malleable in the way that they see the world. As we get older, we become more fixed in our beliefs. And it becomes more difficult to like accept change in the belief structure that you have. So, but if you keep yourself, you know, sort of breaking down information as it is coming to you, yeah, uh, I think you can keep yourself in a healthier state long term. That's my position on on the topic. So, yeah, I think I uh, I agree with that. You know, like um, learning to understand that life has unknowns and it, it is one big massive unknown mm-hmm. to be honest like you know we're on this planet for maybe 60 to 90 years right and there's just uh there's like what the universe is 10 billion years old i don't actually know the right. age of the universe but it's in I, that I, range i yeah. think it's around 10 billion right so so it's just like that's just a little blip and it's there's blip. so much unknown that you really have no clue that we all really have no clue so like the attitude is like okay go up to someone who's who's saying crazy stuff or like conspiratorial stuff um you know take it with a grain of salt and uh just be open to it to some degree right and but uh, still follow your own process i think one main thing here is that some someone's telling you something it's just like well what do you think right now i I get it it's like what do you think right and how you think is based on whatever methodology you use to come up with your you know solution or uh, your position right it's like it's ultimately what do you believe you know what i mean uh Actually, a lot of these conspiratorial people will always be like, "What do you think?" <laughs> right? So it's just well, that's like, another whole whole realm. Yeah, I, I know, think where right? that's like, that's someone seeking external validation of their belief yeah. system because it's been questioned by the public so many times. Yeah. So we can go into that different day. I do want to do this though. I do think I want to actually leave this episode off with uh, an idea for our next discussion. Right. I really do want to explore the idea of God mm-hmm. and whether or not like just sort of where we're at today with belief in God yeah. and where it's place 
is in society and whether it should be there, shouldn't okay. be there, whether you actually believe in God, whether you right. don't. Yeah. Uh, I would love to tell my story on my belief. 100%. I just want to give a teaser. It's like, I believed in God, Roman Catholic, right? Uh, my dad loves religion and he's really into that stuff. And then, you know, went to school, university, and I stopped believing in God. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's so yeah. weird because that's the shittiest part of my life for a long time. And then now I believe in God and my life's good again. Weird. I don't know. I'm maybe trying to we'll sell We'll leave it there because, yeah, we're we'll starting to go a little too there, deep yeah. into it. But 100% because my story is obviously very similar, Roy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Please check us out uh, on Instagram at riskythoughts.to. Right. And, um yeah, tune in for the next episode. Hopefully, within the next week, we'll have one. We were a little bit late delivering this week, but we'll uh, we'll get yeah. back on a routine of having these episodes uploaded on Sundays. All right, you guys take care. Good night. Have a good night and have a, a happy new year. Bye.